Welcome to the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, featuring stellar conversations with emerging and established Wickedly Smart Women. Thanks for joining us today as we celebrate women who are committed, care deeply, and have the courage to take action and create conscious change all around the world. Now here's your Wickedly Smart host, Angel B. Hartwell. Welcome to another episode of the Wickedly Smart Women podcast, where we celebrate wickedly smart women and provide our listeners with a wealth of wisdom, along with immediately actionable steps to be smarter, spunkier, and more successful in their impact and their leadership. This is your host, Angel B. Hartwell, and today we welcome our very special guest, a dear, dear colleague of mine, as well as a former client of mine, Dr. Crystal Dawn. Dr. Crystal found herself leaning into the crypto space after 22 years of teaching financial economics in university classrooms worldwide, freeing herself from the grind of working for someone else by making some clear, powerful, and focused big decisions with money and crypto, Crystal now shares her timely message of how to become a confident decision maker to put the currently shifting economy to work for those who have made a choice to be good with money and are ready to play. Crystal speaks for corporations and universities guiding the next generation into becoming joyous, effective stewards of our future economy. I am so delighted to have you here today, Crystal. And uh, earlier, we actually did a room on Clubhouse, and we called it cash flow, crypto, and consciousness. So we're probably going to dive into some of those topics as well. But what I'd like to do is just, first of all, welcome you to the stage, welcome you to the show, and ask you to give us just a little bit more detail about how you got turned on to all things money. Thank you so much, Angel. I'm so happy to be here. And it's a fun story, really, because I was a young mom and it's all the ordinary, regular things that made me look into what would it take to be better at this money thing? And I was 19 years old. I was about to get married. And in my view of my story of the world, the woman does the finances. And I didn't know how to do that. <laughs> so, you know, and I was always a good student. So I started, I was in college and I took a class, a personal finance class. And it became pretty evident very quickly for me that, hey, you know, the stories that I had growing up where in my family, we had money, we didn't have money, you know, there were times of poor, by simply learning, I could take charge and not only have a good life with money, but actually excel. And, it, and really, it was in the beginning, a drive to never be poor, right? I was like, I never want to be poor. But eventually, it became like, what? You can do this if you just have a little knowledge. And I got so excited about the possibilities that are open to us when we just understand the inner workings of this tool that facilitates transactions and movement of energy. Yeah. Well, I'd love to have you go a little bit deeper into that concept, because that's something that we did talk about earlier today about money being a tool. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit more about your philosophy around that and also about the reality of that, if you would, please. Oh, absolutely. 
Well, one of the things I noticed early on, and I have spent my career actually looking at human behavior and the, the uh, movement of how money works. And I just noticed through that observing and the practicing and the trial and error that a lot of times we'll make a plan. Well, people would spend $3,500 with me to make a financial plan and they would put it on a shelf. And being someone who cared about the stewardship of money, I was like, that's a waste of your money. And the, the plan isn't doing anything. So I started to notice that money, it's a tool, right? I, I recognized, hey, money is just the thing that helps, you know, I want this and I have this and we can make an exchange. So it's a tool to facilitate movement of energy flow, right? It's a capturing of the value we've created in the world and a way to store that value. And it's the recognition or the perception of value because money itself is an agreed upon term. So whatever the instrument is, we agree that this instrument holds a value. And then together we exchange for that value. And I get to offer my life force, my juice, my goodness to the world in maybe a way that they don't have anything back for me at this moment, but that I can receive money. And then I can take that and then I can you offer that to someone else who has other life force, other juice to offer me. And so recognizing that tool and then recognizing also that it created a lot of stress. I remember, you know, my parents didn't fight a lot, but money sometimes would cause a fight. And I was like, what is this thing that causes my parents to fight? And as I began in my own life to take control and to understand money, I was able to make decisions and get what I wanted from it. And where I would see other people saying, that's impossible, I can't, you can't, it's not, it's not available. I would notice that by simply looking at things a little differently, I was making the impossible happen. And I, I started saying, well, the impossible is where I actually start. <laughs> that's my starting point. Like, I got this. As soon as you say it's impossible, we're moving forward. And so I started to notice the human behaviors and decisions that people made with money and how that impacted them. So I set out in a career to say, hey, I want to help with that. And that led me ultimately to a university classroom for several years before I started to recognize the systems that we've been told were there to serve. The systems that we were told, hey, we're serving you, we're helping you. We're going to facilitate this monetary transaction. What started to happen is People were going, hey, but wait, I'm working really hard and I'm not getting the exchange for that. And it's because we had something pulling out of that system and saying, okay, thanks for doing all of that. I'm going to take my big cut and you get what's left. Mm. So I got excited recently when I started to learn a little bit about crypto. And we talked a little bit about crypto. I started to get excited about the possibility because while I wasn't a tech person and definitely, and I'm still not a tech person, I said, wait a minute. I understand money and I do understand things that are going on in the economy right now. And we're in a time of, uh, we're not seeing the hyperinflation just yet. We are in Miami prices where I am, but um, the world hasn't recognized yet the inflation that's coming. And so for me, the journey was constantly looking at what's going on in the world, what patterns are showing up in the world, and then how can I show up in the most powerful way with those patterns so that I can, I mean, it, it all came down to let's play more, right? How can I play more and still get all this good juicy stuff that gets me the things I want? Yeah. And uh, so the journey has been an evolution of successes and failures and trial and error and a lot of observation. 
and uh, a lot of working with other people who are in this journey and finding out what are the things that stop them so that we can then, okay, let's remove all the obstacles. We don't have to do those. Sure. And put money in its place as a tool that can get us where we want to go. Beautiful. Well, you know, there's a few things that you said already that I want to go a little bit deeper into. I, I definitely want to talk a little bit more about crypto, but before we get into crypto, I want to talk about consciousness a little bit first, because what I've been hearing from you is that many of the decisions that you have made along your own journey were initially as a result of the consciousness that you were at at those specific points on the journey, right? So one of the decisions that I heard that you made was never be poor, right? That's right. a powerful decision, never be poor, right? Another decision you made was it was the woman's job to manage the money, which of course came through your particular belief system and experience in your life, right? So what I'd love to have you speak just briefly about in the next like three or four minutes before we go to the break is, can you talk a little bit about how your consciousness has evolved relative to money? Oh, yes. This is my favorite topic. So thank you for this opportunity to speak on this. So for me, I noticed that you know I, I grew up being the good girl. I wanted to do everything right. So I did all the things that the, the they's of the world said to do. I made a plan. I followed a plan. You know, I did all the things right, but it wasn't working for me. And I want to talk a little bit about the concept of what we focus on expands because it's so true, even in money and especially in money. Sometimes I set off on a career and I helped people for a long time making plans. And then I got into a couple of spaces where I, I focused on, you know, this is about getting out of debt. And then I progressed into helping professional athletes avoid going broke. So my focus was on debt and not being broke and, and not being poor. And so what happened from all of that, and I'm, I'm not ashamed at all. I, I actually love this story so much is that I took all of this passion to help people with a focus on helping them not be broke. And I drove myself into being broke mm. because yeah. what we focus on expands. Exactly right. So what I found is I went through a journey and for me, that was the best thing that ever happened because when I did all the things they said, but just with this one caveat of like, don't go broke, I found that it drove me right into something I didn't want. And I said, hold on, then their system doesn't work because I did it right. I did this thing right. And it did not work. And so what's going on, what's happening. And it, it drove me deeper into my studies of what's the truth and what's the lie. Mm. And as I studied and prepared more of myself to be that person who understood money, I started to go, wait a minute, guys, come on. We don't have to live under these stories. They've been telling us what's going on. And I got really passionate about spreading a message of how we can have everything we want and how we can set ourselves free. And that taking charge of that tool, putting the money to work for us, is a powerful journey we can take. And that 
focus. Now I focus on expanding your life, expanding into the journey and expanding your wealth containers, expanding the inflow. I like to talk about putting the red carpet out for money and all of those things. I'm just naturally showing in my life now, suddenly a new form of money will find its way to me or my wealth container will randomly grow. And so the impact of shifting my mind of what I'm assisting the world with also shifted my own experience because yeah. we're going to become experts in what we focus on. That's exactly right. <laughs> All right, Crystal. Well, I have so much more that we need to talk about on the other side of the break, but right now we are going to take a quick break. We could be smart women. We could definitely use your support. If you're enjoying the show and you want us to continue on the air, please consider making a donation at www.wikilysmartwomen.com. We'd also like to ask you to share the show with your lovely lady friends who you think might benefit from our content. We are right around the 150th episode now, which is pretty exciting. And we have won now four awards for the show, including the Davy Award, the W3 Award, the 27th Annual Award of Distinction in the Communicator Awards, and People's Choice Award in 2020 with the podcast awards. So we're really excited about that and very grateful to all of our amazing guests, as well as our amazing listeners around the world who continue to support by tuning into the show. So I want to give a shout out today because I just checked the other day and we are now in 94 countries. And so I want to give a shout out today to our listeners in Mozambique our listeners in Turkey, and our listeners in South Africa. And we will be right back with Dr. Crystal Dawn. The Wickedly Smart Women podcast is brought to you by the Wealthy Life Mentor. Women, are you on the edge knowing that life is calling you to make a change? Are you ready to be part of the evolution of what it means to be a wickedly smart woman creating your wealthy life by design, a life that is an extraordinary work of art? Angel B. Hartwell, the Wealthy Life Mentor, is hired by women in transition, women just like you who want to break through to their brilliance, become clear on the value of their wisdom, and embody a beauty-filled, balanced life of shameless self-expression. Discover your wealthy life readiness by taking the quiz at quiz.wealthylifementor.com. And we are back with Dr. Crystal Don. She and I could talk for hours. <laughs> and uh, about this topic, we are both really passionate about uh, helping people in the area of being in right relationship to money. That's for sure. So I want to let everyone know where you can find out more about Crystal. She does have actually something that she's uh, selling right now called the Big Decision Blueprint for crypto. But her main focus right now is helping people who are facing making big decisions. So she has 
a variety of big decision tools for people who are at varying stages in their own life path. She's got the college edition. She's got the crypto edition. And knowing her, she's going to have many additional editions of her big decision blueprint. You can find out more about her. You can also book her to speak at crystalgifford.com. We will have that for you in the show notes. So Crystal, before we went to the break, you were talking about taking charge of the tool, but more importantly, you were talking about taking charge of where you were focusing on. And you also talked about laying out the red carpet for money. So I'd love to have you speak now a little bit about how you did these things yourself and how you help others to make the big decisions. Uh, And I will shout out and say, including me, you've been my client, but I've also been your client. One of the big decisions you helped me with this year was uh, I had also been looking at what was going out in my business. I was looking at the outflows in my business and you said, we want you to focus on you know, what is going to be generative for you. So as soon as I started moving my focus over to the inflows instead of all the outflows, instead of, I think when you focus on the outflows, that will give you the propensity or the tendency to start to build up concern and which can ultimately turn into worry, which is a complete waste of energy. So I'd love to have you speak a little bit about your big decision blueprint and about how you have helped yourself and have helped others to just stop doing the shit that's not working and start making the decisions that will take them into a more playful relationship with money. Yeah. Thank you. So one of the first things I really want to highlight is that for me, making that decision, it's no longer acceptable. So I I hit a point where it was no longer acceptable to struggle, to work hard, to give all I had to a system that gave nothing back, or at least gave very little back in exchange compared. And so I first set a boundary. The first decision I made was to set a boundary and say, no more. This is the limit for me. I have nothing else to give until I'm clear how I can also receive so that, you know, that oxygen mask, I didn't know where mine was. And it's like, okay, I'm going to take a minute till I find out Where's my mask so I can take care of me? And so I really took space. The first decision was to set boundaries and take space to let myself figure out what it was. And just because I had so much training in money, that happened to be my focus. How could I blow up into bankruptcy my financial situation when I have all the knowledge, all the wisdom, all the, you know, what was really going on? So setting the boundaries of where I knew better, but didn't do better. And so that, that became a part of it. Then noticing where, what I wanted was in reach. So rather than all that, like at that point, when you're facing bankruptcy and you can't pay your basic bills, in my case, I funded my business with my mind because I was a professor and I just worked like crazy as a professor, making all kinds of extra gigs and money so that I could fund a passion that I had. So the next thing I had to do was say, okay, now that I've set boundaries, no more leaking, right? Because that's the first thing. Let's stop leaking everywhere. Let's set the boundaries. Then it was like, well, what do I want? Where am I? Where would I be fed to, to create and to start this? So I started to look at what I would want from money. 
okay, money. And I, and I, you know, I acted like we were in a relationship and we broke up and I, I did the whole, I played this full out because I was going to change this. And then I had the moment, uh, the dark summer of the soul, I like to call it, when I realized that all the things that were going on in my life, they were all me. Mm. I created them. Mm. So then I decided to be my own friend. So another big decision was, let me be my own friend in this journey. And what would I tell my friend? And how would I hold my friend in this light? What kind of advice would I give my friend? And how would I then guide my friend through? So I began to become my own client. What are the decisions I need to make? And I started to look at those things. And I recognized that if at first it was very disempowering, like, why would you do this to yourself? Right. Mm -hmm. And after about four days of that, I get bored really fast. So about four days of like, why did I do this to myself? (laughs) So crazy. Then one day it clicked and I was like, wait a minute, if I created this, I get to create next. And so the consciousness of this piece became, well, then really, if we understand what's going on, the decisions I made in the past are the outcome I'm facing right now in my life. Mm. So that means that if I want new outcome, instead of getting focused on the circumstances, I focus on the new decisions. Yeah, beautiful. Well, I'd love to have you speak a little bit now about literally you went from bankrupt to being retired through Bitcoin <laughs> so and other cryptocurrencies. So that's a really powerful mythic journey that you took there. Can you speak briefly about what made you decide that crypto was something that was worth investing your time and money into when you first got on that part of your journey? Yeah. So what happened in my case was I was working for an institution and it was no longer a fit. I loved teaching, but I was not loving being part of an institution that had, again, all of those rules that I had discovered didn't work. And now I'm being forced to teach using those rules. And so I said, this isn't working. I need to teach the truth, not someone's textbook that's outdated. And uh, so for me, I was in a decision that I was going to free myself. So I was already in that decision. Crypto didn't come and supply me with a change in my life. Crypto was a tool. So I want to make sure that we're putting that in perspective. This is not like crypto's the answer to everything conversation. Crypto is a tool. But because I had wisdom, because I had sought out understanding of how money works, then I started to recognize well, wait a minute, we're doing an awful lot in the economy that's expansive, but that's inflationary. And I wanted to save and become free. So I decided that it was more safe for me to save in crypto than US dollars. And when that started, then we had a a lovely shift in our whole world about a month later, and the world got crazy. And it became even more prevalent and aware because now stimulus checks are going out and money's just like, oh, we don't have it, but that's okay. Just print it and give it. And as as someone who understood money, I said, there's no way this is possible. So I didn't look at crypto like the answer to my prayers. I was in a decision to make a shift in my life. And I said, what tools will help me? Mm. So I shifted away from the dollar and toward crypto to save. So it wasn't, I wasn't techie. I, you know, I just understood 
money. I just understood and had wisdom about how things work. And so I saved in crypto. And then as we know, crypto took off again, right? We had seen it happen. And all the smart people I knew showed me the algorithms and they said, it's sound, it's safe. So I said, okay, well then I'm saving over here. Mm. And so I had a five to seven year savings plan to put me in out of the institution and retired. And because I had made that decision to save where I felt it was wiser, then that took off and I was able to accelerate the retirement instead of five to seven years, it became about seven months. You go girl. <laughs> so awesome. Well, we've only got about three minutes left. So in the last three minutes, I would love to have you, if you have anything to say about our relationship where you have been a client of mine as well, I'd love to hear anything that I've done to support and help you to stay true to yourself and stay clear and on your path of purpose. Or if you want to talk about any clients that you have helped to make big decisions or both in the last like two or three minutes that we have. Yeah, what, for sure. So first of all, I, I want to say thank you because for me, I get a little shy at times and I can, I can stay hidden and I'm okay with that, but the message is so powerful and so juicy. And I know that, and that's what keeps me going even when I'd rather close up the computer and, and hide. Uh, so thank you. I want to you know, your presence in my life and working with you from way back when, when we did the first work 11 years ago and I let go of guilt. Mm-hmm. Wow. What a big shift, right? Like guilt left me. And I grew up Pentecostal, like super strict religion, guilt ridden. And that was our first work together. And so starting from there, it was like, it's okay to be seen. Right. And so it's okay to be heard. And so that's been a big part of my journey in that as I'm understanding and studying money more, it's been really fun for me to receive those blessings from knowing you and from hiring you and to engage. And I'll put it right back at you. It's been also fun to serve you in that way and to help guide you through sometimes when it was, oh, now I have inflow or I have money sitting and what do I do and to make good decisions too. And again, I really want to highlight that you were such a great example because it wasn't ever like do this. And it was a prescription. It was, let's talk about what you've got going on. And then we could find the right decisions for you given your circumstances. Mm -hmm. And that's how it has been with me for everyone. I don't have a prescription. I have fundamentals I can teach you, but I do not have a set prescription for anyone or everyone. It's all based on who you are. So I just want to thank you for even allowing me to serve because you are a wickedly smart woman (laughs) all the way out of all the clients I've had. You are definitely one of my favorites because you stay in the work, you do the work, you showcase that work and how it's changing for you. And, uh, this has been a beautiful, delicious relationship. So well, I'm yeah, so the, the feeling is mutual, my dear. Yeah. And for all of our listeners out there, I just really want to underscore some of the things that Crystal just said about, you know, both of us working with each other. You know, sometimes you end up working with your clients and sometimes your clients end up working with you. And sometimes you end up in these beautiful, mutually beneficial relationships But again, like you said, Crystal, it doesn't work if the two parties are not invested. 
right? So you invested to work with me. I've invested to work with you. We've both invested internally in doing our own inner work as a result of the guidance that we've received from each other. And if you're going to be the kind of person that just wants to throw money at the problem, but you don't actually want to put your heart into making the big decisions that will actually create the shift in your life that you're looking for, then don't even bother wasting our time is where I'm at at this point. I'm like, no, I've set up the boundaries for that. So, well, Crystal, I want to say thank you for showing up and shining your beautiful radiant light and for being such an amazing role model of doing the work around uh, creating business that works for you, around uh, making big and sometimes scary decisions about going into the unknown. Crypto for many people is the unknown. And most importantly, for your incredible commitment to continuing to grow in consciousness. So I want to thank you again. And listeners, we love feedback. Please let us know what you thought of today's show by calling into our listener line. We'll have that for you in the show notes. You can send in questions or guest suggestions to listeners at wickedlysmartwomen.com. Definitely check out Crystal at crystalgifford.com. We'll have that for you in the show notes. We might even give you a shout out on the show if you send us in a little feedback. We love that. Thank you for tuning in. Keep your ears open. And remember, you are a wonderful woman. Thanks for tuning in, downloading, and listening. Be sure to rate and review Wickedly Smart Women on Apple Podcasts and share with other women who can benefit from today's episode. Wickedly Smart Women is the premier podcast series for informing, activating, and inspiring the leader who carries profound wisdom and knows that now is the time to welcome wealth. We welcome your feedback and guest suggestions and invite you to subscribe to our mailing list to be notified of each new episode at wickedlysmartwomen.com.